Hey, 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 good morning, everybody. Got your coffee? See if we can get this day started, a little bit of fun. Kicking off a new series on Wake Up With Jim this morning. Wake Up With Jim, an audio podcast from Jim Hinckley's America, available on iHeartRadio here on Podbean and Spotify, Audacity, and a few others. Uh, We're going to be talking about independent thinkers and inspirational people. I think you're going to really, really enjoy this uh, series. And we have uh, a new contest. I'm going to be giving away a copy of my newest book, Defaced with My Signature. Uh, we'll be giving away a copy of the book. Here we are on Route 66, a great Heavily illustrated, uh, hard copy book. We'll get to that in a few minutes and it, uh, after we share a bit of our program. And, of course, want to give a shout-out to our very, very good friends at Uranus Fudge Company and Uranus Fudge Factory and General Store near Lebanon, Missouri. Hey, let's just jump right into this thing today. We're going to be sharing with you the story of kind of an eccentric visionary. You know, the infancy of the auto industry was an era of swashbuckling entrepreneurs, dreamers, swindlers. It was a period of unprecedented societal evolution and technological advancement. And it was almost an almost magical opportunity for eccentrics and visionaries to craft their vision of the transportation future. Alexander T. Brown, he made a fortune as an inventor, an industrialist, and as an investor in a diverse array of automotive endeavors, including Brown Lip Gear Company and H.H. Franklin, a leading manufacturer of uh, air-cooled automobiles at the dawn of the 20th century. His son, Julian, benefited greatly from his father's wealth, and he enjoyed the best automobiles available. And in spite of time invested in development of a reputation for being a leading New York playboy, Julian also obtained a first-class education with a focus on mechanical engineering. In 1911, with backing from his father and his father's wealthy friends as investors, he launched the Julian Motor Company. Now, there are a few details about the six-cylinder engine that he developed for use in trucks, automobiles, and boats but it was billed as the most expensive engine in America. Well, needless to say, that's not a suitable basis for the launching of a successful marketing campaign, and within one year, the company had closed its doors. Then, in 1918, Julian launched a new endeavor, a company organized to manufacture an exciting and revolutionary automobile. At least that was the uh, proclamation. It was a manifestation of his eccentricity, First, there was the engine, a twin three that he had designed. This V6 was set in a specifically designed chassis that allowed for a 21-inch ground clearance. Not overly practical in an era of deeply rutted roads. 
Incredibly, the entire car weighed only 300 pounds. Well, the Julian Motor Car Company had been organized with a goal being the manufacturer of, a, of the radical vehicle. Well, the project never progressed beyond construction of a prototype, and this company also closed its doors within one year. Well, this didn't deter Julian Brown. He had money, he was a dreamer, he was an eccentric, and he was a visionary. In 1925, he unveiled another vehicle and launched the Julian Brown Development Company. This car was unlike anything else on the road. And the June 4th, 1925 issue of the Automobile Automotive Industries devoted several pages to the vehicle. After extensive study of radial aeronautical engines and the Adams Farwell automobile that had been produced with a radial engine around 1905, he developed an engine of his own design. The engine, quote, is a six-cylinder fixed radial air-cooled type mounted at the rear of the chassis. It drives through a combination sliding pinion and planetary type of transmission, giving four forward and two reverse speeds. Each of the rear axle shafts is connected through a universal joint to one of the side gears of the differential. The wheel bearings are mounted on tubes, which terminate in a ball joint over the universal joint, which is fastened to the housing of the power plant and differential. In other words, this thing was different. Another unusual feature was four-wheel brakes that could be adjusted with thumb screws on the brake pedal. Hopefully, you're not trying to adjust the brakes while you're driving. Well, styling was somewhat antiquated. Fleetwood developed the custom body designed by Brown using aluminum panels over wood framing. The interior was also a reflection of Brown's eccentricity. The driver's seat was centered in the front, and immediately behind was a bench for two passengers. And there were two folding seats on the sides behind the driver. The venture proved to be far more successful than previous endeavors in that six vehicles were hand-built and sold before the company declared bankruptcy. As with previous enterprises, the last of Julian Brown's attempt to build an automobile ended with extensive, costly, and lengthy lawsuits. But, you know, the radial engine that uh, Brown developed well, it was revolutionary enough that it was applied for aeronautical use. And, uh, well, eventually it played a contributing role in a wide array of aircraft, including Pratt & Whitney and uh, B-17 engines during World War II. Julian Brown was a, was a great uh, example of eccentric visionaries. Hey, uh, coming up next week, uh, we're going to be talking about a musical prodigy when you hear her story i think you're going to be quite surprised you're going to have to keep reminding yourself as the story unfolds this didn't take place in the 1880s this took place in the 1980s on next week's program we're going to be talking about a young lady and i do mean young uh that recorded her first song while still in kindergarten graduated high school at age nine and did all of this while growing up in uh, what could be best uh, described as an unconventional household. 
She uh, spent part of her childhood in the North Woods where her father built a uh, log cabin with an axe and hand tools. Uh, some of her childhood was spent in Florida gathering poisonous snakes. <coughs> <coughs> You're going to find this story really fascinating. And then we've got some other great stories coming up on Good uh, Wake Up with Jim. We're going to be talking about Henry Ford's role in the development of Cadillac. We're going to be talking about the blind inventor of cruise control. Okay, Sunday morning, Coffee with Jim, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. That's our travel program. We're going to be talking about some really interesting little small towns and how they were transformed and why I enjoy them so much. And perhaps you can chime in and share some some of your uh, thoughts. I'm going to be talking about Atlanta and Pontiac, Illinois on Sunday morning episode of Coffee with Jim. Uh, program information is usually a little bit of a lag time, but you can find program uh, I, you can find this on our website jimhinkleysamerica.com we'll get uh, program information up hey now let's talk about a new contest okay we need the name of this gentleman he is uh, a sports celebrity and uh here's the first hint he was born in one Route 66 community, died in another, and is buried in a Route 66 community. Um, of course, those communities, when he was born, were not Route 66. was not a Route 66 community. Uh, there you go. We'll start with that. We've got uh, some suggestions for a podcast here. New B-grade movie commentary podcast, Flicks and Friends, debuts this Saturday. Well, that sounds interesting. The Slightly Serious Show returns for a new season in July or early August. Ah, very good. Hey, do you have a podcast to recommend? Well, chime in, send it along. See if you know the name of that sports celebrity, and I'll send you a copy of my latest book. Uh, Well, that about wraps it up for this morning. Unless we have any questions, ideas, or suggestions. Uh, I think you're going to find this series very interesting and invite your friends. Next week, I'll be sharing a fascinating story about this young lady, a uh, child prodigy music celebrity. Uh, I was quite surprised uh, to be really, really odd uh, when I read her story, and I became very obsessed with her music. Ralph William podcast, the old man's podcast show, TalkNet Live. Wow. Talk hard. Now, I'm familiar with a few of these, but uh, I'm going to have to do some digging. The gray area. Hmm. I am making a list of these podcasts, and uh, I'll check them out. We'll talk about that next week. My friends, as always, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, we will do this again. Sunday morning, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time with Coffee with Jim.
And uh, the next week on Wake Up With Jim, our inspirational series continues. Now a little bit of music from Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew. RoadCrew66.com if you need some inspiration for your road trip adventure. Say hello to a new friend. Or if you need on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. A little bit of a theme song for you there. Hey, uh, one quick note. Uh, as far as I know, there is one existent model of Well, I thank you for that tip. Uh, as far as I know, uh, one of Julian Brown's cars still exists at the National Museum in uh, Reno, Nevada, formerly the Harris Auto Collection. And it's uh, quite an interesting automobile, to say the very least. Uh, we're not going to be sticking just with automotive. I've got uh, some very inspirational people to share with you. Uh, I think you're going to like this. Bite your friends. It's a great way to start a morning. And my friends, until we meet again, talk to you Sunday morning. We're going to be talking about uh, great small town America, Atlanta and Pontiac, Illinois. We'll see you then. Vaya con Dios, mi amigos. Adios. <laughs>